What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I am Gray, and joined as always by my co-host Nathan. And uh, we're coming at you a little bit late this week because I was a sick boy over the weekend. If this is your uh, first episode of the show, I'll explain it to you real quickly. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. Then we give our honest reactions to it. We have 10 bands in the queue every episode. We roll some dice. We get through between five and seven bands. And sometimes we love shit. Sometimes we hate it. We try to big up the stuff that we love. We try to still encourage people to check out the stuff that we didn't like. Purchase it. Go see bands. Basically, basically we like punk and hardcore. Some of the only thing, some of the only stuff that we like in the entire world, not just musically, but in general. So uh, you know, we do our best to talk about it and big up bands that we like and uh, encourage people who are playing music, even that we think sucks for the most part. So yeah, we. I was sick over the weekend. I had a little fever. This is the Corona Cast now. It's the official podcast of the coronavirus. This is where you can get all of your coronavirus news. The yep. most, not only up to date, but the most factual coronavirus news. That's right. So, Nate, you're not on Twitter, so you didn't see this last night. I was forced to look into it because a friend hit me with what was immediately apparent to me was a spurious claim. Yeah. Now, not completely unbelievable in light of everything, but nonetheless, I felt like it needed some substantiating before I just bought into it wholesale. Was it Mina Savari's death? No, it was not. (laughs) It was that Oprah had been arrested and her home, one of her homes, had uh, been searched and there were found to be underground tunnels for sex trafficking. Okay. And that Weinstein had flipped on everybody. Okay. Now, my initial inclination was that this was something that somebody's aunt said on a Facebook live stream and then it got a bunch of fucking you know a bunch of people shared it and it got traction which right. is more or less precisely what it was well, you would think that if Weinstein was going to flip uh-huh. he would have done it before he was sentenced to 23 years in jail you would think so right that's usually when you flip is before right. the punishment it didn't take long for me to find all of the interconnected conspiracy <laughs> theories that coronavirus was just a plant to throw us off the trail of the global sex trafficking ring that was about to be uncovered, sure. all this shit. Now, well, are, are there global sex trafficking rings within government and entertainment? Sure. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Will they go to any length to keep fucking those kids? Absolutely. Probably. Yes. <laughs> that said... Don't believe everything that you read on Twitter.com. In fact, believe almost nothing you read on Twitter. That's true. But yeah, so that was a nice little thing. My my homie hit me up and I said, is this true? And he goes, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to do a little bit more research before I buy into it wholesale, but... Uh, Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. So that was a, that was a, and then Oprah ended up having to tweet and say, "I have not been arrested. I am not trafficking. I'm not involved in sex trafficking." Yeah. Which remains to be seen. Maybe she is. Who knows? She's rich enough that she wouldn't have to traffic. <laughs> right, but she might do it just for fun. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Who knows what Oprah gets the, up the, up to? You know, the thrill of the hunt, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I've talked about it before. You know, that's the th- that's the thing. Like people ask for the correlation between wealth and pedophilia. And it's, I don't think it's that there's a higher occurrence of pedophilia within wealthy population. It's simply the fact that 
what the hyper wealthy and hyper powerful get off on is the ability to do anything. And the most taboo thing that there is in almost all cultures is abusing children. So that's the last, that's the final frontier of I can get away with this because I'm this rich. I would think that probably pedophilia is the unstated goal of the pursuit of wealth. You think? Probably. Huh. Perhaps. That's that's a hell of a theory right there. I mean, yeah. you know, why else would you want to hoard gold like a dragon <laughs> in his mountain if not to lure children there, right? Little adventurers. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> referring to potential sex trafficking victims as little adventurers is incredible. We're not even five minutes into recording, and we've really hit a well, fucking peak. Well, it's been it's been a minute. Uh-huh. Been pent up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of going batshit crazy. Yeah, sitting in the house. Um, frankly, I, I kind of <coughs> there it is the Corona cough. Yeah, see, I, I, that's why I'm sitting in the house. Yeah. No, um, I've got a cough I can't kick. I have had right. to go out, and every time I fucking cough, people jump right like they're fucking hearing gunshots or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's like no point to going out. No, not really. Everything's shut down. Everything's shut down, and I'm kind of, I kind of get it. You know what I sure, mean? Yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah. the reasons for it are, right. are valid, right? Yeah. You know, I get it. Like I have some elderly parents mm-hmm. that are, you know, over sixty, right. and uh, in that fucking age group, and you know, I don't want to give anything to them, and I, you know, I don't, you know, whatever. You never know how things are going to spread. I guess the point of this is, um. We've seen movies where shit like this happens, right? Right, and we all we've we've heard all our favorite grindcore and punk rock songs and and heavy metal songs that, especially thrash and grindcore songs sure. that talk about like global pandemics, Definitely, right? Yeah. Uh, but the fact <coughs> of the matter is, when it really boils down to it, we're just going to go out like a bunch of bitches, no matter what. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a really if this is a portent of things to come. We are so grossly underprepared, and human behavior is so not suited yeah. to crisis mode no. cooperation. Not at all. It's it's the total breakdown of all sensible behavior like, that like, I've witnessed is insane. Like people hoarding toilet paper? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. As if there's literally no other way to clean your asshole? Right. As if there's not a fountain of water right next to the toilet yeah. that you can use to clean your asshole just after you're done the, shitting? Yeah, just hop in the fucking shower if right. you really need to. You can just do away with toilet paper altogether if you like. Well, you and I don't even have to worry about it because we've been playing shows for so many years. I've accrued so many local band t-shirts and shit. I have endless oh, toilet paper. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I have... Pro- at least at least a year's worth of shirt shit in the yeah, before yeah. you even get through. Yeah, definitely. Right. The this uh, social distancing that's and and everything being closed down uh, has caused a lot of tours to get canceled. The yep. school drugs show that was coming through my house is canceled. The Capitol Fence show is canceled. I've yet to see if the Gel and Moist Boy tour next. Or, well, it's two different tours that are coalescing at my house at the end of next month will be canceled. We'll see. Yeah. The Young Gov and Sheer Mag tour. I was going to get Young Gov here in May, early May. We'll see if that's going to going to go through. But in light of that. Many bands have been doing, or at least attempting to organize, like, live streams yeah. and shit like that, so that bands who had to cancel tours can make a little bit of money. I've seen some GoFundMes going up, shit like that. Code, Code Orange did a big live stream that, you know, 18,000 people tuned into or something. I will say it's been very cool to watch everybody scrambling to be creative and productive in these times when touring can no longer occur. But I, for one, am really relishing the ability to not 
do anything. I kind of hate it. I wish that I was more inspired to do anything other than sit around and, and like, um, stew. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, when I was younger, I would have been all over this, fucking drawing, doing shit. And I literally have not done anything except for check my work email and read fantasy novels. Yeah, I'll have to come and I'll, I'll, I'll have to hit you with an intervention. I'm kind of I'm kind of going nuts. And as far as like the live streaming, uh-huh. I get it, but I, fuck that. Yeah, not anything I'm interested. Dude, I'm in. not watching you fucking live stream some shit. No. And I get it, but this ain't fucking you know fucking live aid or anything like that. <laughs> like, so you can't go out on tour. Just don't. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. Sure. I don't, you don't need a fucking charity event because you didn't go out on tour. Right. And it's not like you need to, like, scrabble together money because you didn't go out on tour. If anything, I would suspect, from at least my experience, probably saving money by not going out on tour. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Uh, There are obviously exceptions to that. People who actually tour for money. Sure. Mid level bands and shit like that are definitely Code Orange. Right, sure. Probably a good amount of their income comes from that. But you know what? Uh, a good amount of income comes from people fucking flipping burgers, and I bet you they're not going to be doing that in three weeks either. Right, so, yeah, uh, sure. you know, what the fuck? Are we all going to do a fucking live stream of them flipping burgers at home so we can <laughs> fucking give them GoFundMe money? Well, all we got to do is hold out for the for Uncle Sam's checks coming in. That's right. So just a few more weeks, and everything will be A-OK. Everything's going to be fine. I uh, was in a local farm and tractor store yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Rural King buying some Tannerite because I have to blow something up at work and okay. I've got to do it in a way that doesn't require me to get federally controlled explosives. Right. Um, and uh, I went over to where they sell the guns and the ammo and stuff because I knew out. that's where the Tannerite is. Oh, there was plenty of Tannerite. Yeah. But there were probably tw- I would say it would honestly, dude, mm-hmm. it looked like a fucking standoff, standoff at the OK Corral. <laughs> there were probably 20 people in the uh, guns and ammo section of this farm store standing all within between like we'll say like five to ten feet away from one another Mm -hmm. looking at each other like side-eyeing one another and like looking at everybody suspiciously (laughs) almost all of them were there waiting for paperwork to go through the federal system because they were purchasing guns at that moment Oh my God. And the lady at the counters, you know, I went up to pay for the Tannerite. Yeah. And uh, she said, uh, she said, oh, you'll have to go up front. We're all running work right now. We're running papers. And uh, the federal system's backed up because apparently everybody's buying guns right now. <laughs> and the, on, not only that, but the ammo, yeah. completely off the shelves. Right. And I'm thinking, now, this is your fucking fantasy, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you want. Sure. You want the fucking rugged individualist. You want you you want to live in this this libertarian world of rugged <laughs> individualism. Right. Why the scared looks? You should be grinning. You should be congratulating each other that it's finally fucking <laughs> happening for you. Instead of standing around like a bunch of fucking pussies. Unless maybe you were just a bunch of fucking pussies in the first place the whole time. <laughs> Now, I think that suspicion might be grounded in some truth. I think perhaps they were just a bunch of pussies from jump. Yeah, and like, what are you doing buying more guns? Because you only need one. (laughs) Well, yeah, things go well. You only need one and ammo for it. And how much ammo do you really think you're going to need? Right. Right? Well, you never know. Come on. I got a bunch of ammo upstairs. Sure. 
I've literally, actually, in my entire life, mm-hmm. never needed a single round of ammunition <laughs> to do anything. Right, yeah, I've yet to actually need one. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> right. I not got a some, but I've never needed Not a it. single. <laughs> right. And here, the, the shelves are empty. People are, like, like hesitantly buying 22 shorts because they can't get anything else. Right. Well, 22 short will do the fucking job, too, if somebody's coming in your home. It's probably one of the best. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, come on, guys. This right. is what you've been waiting for. This is what you wanted. This is what the snake on your flag is is hissing about. <laughs> right? That's right. Put on a happy face. This is this this should be your fucking moment to shine. Right. You know what to do. You've got the guns. You went and purchased the soap and the water, and you've got the cistern in the back, and you've been prepping all this time, right? Shit, you're a farmer. Grow corn and soy and feed your family that <laughs> corn and soy. You're a rugged individualist who ain't never needed nothing from nobody. Don't look so sad. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right? This is all of your dreams have finally come to fruition. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Rejoice. Right. Revel in it. Right. It's time to, it's time to get serious. Yeah. So on that note, I guess let's get into the actual show. I mean, this is the actual show, but let's get into the actual punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore yeah, adjacent let, music let, part. Let's of the get show. down to it, I guess. So we've got, as always, <laughs> ten bands in the queue. First up, we have a band that was sent to me by two separate people. A band called Android from Orlando, Florida. Like I said, I think two people sent this to us in the email. Maybe one person posted it in the Facebook group. Okay, looks looks like some maybe some uh, some raw punk shit that I'm, you know, just based on what I'm seeing in the uh, in the artwork. We'll see. Then we've got Persecutor with their Demonstration 2020. This is a new band from Melbourne, Australia that was sent to us by Tully from Histamine. Histamine is, uh, Tully is our, as he, uh, self-identified Australian correspondent. Okay. So our he, field correspondent in Australia. Yep, Much so appreciated, he, Tully. He is keeping us abreast of updates there. And then we have got Flem with Qualified Immunity from Boston, Massachusetts. This was sent to me by two members of the band. It was uh, recorded by Shane from Tortured Skull and Anthropophagus. Okay. Was mastered by Willie Killy. All right. That whole whole network. Yep. Then we have got Omerta with Hyperviolence from Houston, Texas. This was sent over to us uh, by a listener to the show who said he didn't want us to know anything about it, just that we had to hear it. So there you go. That could go one or one of two ways. Yeah. To me, it seems like something that we probably won't like that he's trying to not unwrap, unwrap the gift early. I can tell you that if I say, guys, you have to hear this. Right. It's not because I like it. No, almost never. Uh, then we have got Crime Wave with their self-titled EP from Toledo, Ohio. Um, a couple listeners of the show are in this band, I think. Uh, I've seen them plug in the band on Twitter, Facebook, and all the socials and whatnot, but this finally just dropped on March 12th. I've seen them play some live shows and whatnot. I don't know what this shit's all about. We'll see. And then we have got G. Michael Thomas, who called into the show last week. Right. He does a... So the way he, he described it is weird. Uh, he said that he, he tries to do all of these different projects... And he tries to base them around a character or an idea or a story, and then just build the pro like build the project from there. So he sent us a couple different things that are recent endeavors of his. This is called Slumo S L U M O. He, uh, yeah, he said it's kind of raw punk, okay stuff. So we'll we'll see, I guess. Hopefully, there's traces of the origin story in Slumo as well. Yes, indeed. So then we have got uh, Vidro with their split with Vidro sl- and 
a split between a band called Vidro and another band called Cankro. Okay. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, this looks like some, uh, it looks, I don't know, it could go either way. It, it, it looks like something that would that would come out underranged, uh, art-wise at right. least. Then we have got Big Cheese with Punishment Park. This is the uh, newest hot release on Triple B. I have seen a million people posting about this. I was listening to this the other day. Yeah. Um, I have the Big Cheese LP. Yeah. So I like it. Right on. Right. I, I've I've heard it's uh, it's got Cro-Mags vibes. I've not listened to it yet because I saw a couple people send it in for the podcast, so I haven't heard it yet. Then we've got a return from a few episodes ago, Fatties, with their demo 2019. Okay. This is almost... Well, in August it will it will be too late. So we still got we still got a handful still, of months left. We to still fit got this some time in, to get some fatties in. I figured we'd see if if the if the dice favored them this time because they've you know hopefully they've been doing the proper paying the proper homage to the uh, dice gods. You're a Thanos. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then last up, we have got Ground with their release Mourn Innocence. This is a New Jersey grindcore and power violence band. And uh, this release came out in April of last year. I think it was sent to us by a member of the band. What's the name of the band? Ground. Ground. Yep. Okay. And that's all we got this week. All right. Let's roll the dice. See what's up first. Uh, four. Okay. Four is <coughs> Omerta with Hyperviolence. Uh, the band camp is IHateOmerta.BandCamp.com. Now, the tags on here, metal, experimental, hardcore, hyperviolence, metalcore, rap. Hmm. So that that could be, well, it's not promising. Well, it, it looks like what they're trying to say is their new metal without actually spelling it out. It does, doesn't it? Now, the artwork doesn't look like new metal. The artwork is, uh, the artwork looks like it might be some shitty, like, raw punk stuff. I kind of like the artwork. Yeah, it's it's a trend to have, like, shitty line drawings Yeah. Um, as artwork right now. But if this is indeed a new metal band, this artwork... Uh, does not belie that fact. Oh, what's up? There's a there's a little kid with its pussy hanging out on the fucking cover. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, look down on the bottom, next to the green headed demon. I don't think that's supposed to be a little kid. <laughs> Well, it's little, and it's a kid. I don't know if it is a kid. It's it's hard to it's hard to say. Uh, uh, of, we might get in trouble for having having this band on the show. One of the reviews on here: if you like extreme metal or rap, this is a must listen. So um, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling too good about this at first glance. I must okay. say. Um, Another one says the new. Oh no, the nu the new wave is hyperviolence. Oh man. I think we got bamboozled. We got well, bam- I don't think we got bamboozled. Well, somebody. Well, we did because the person who sent this in did it with the intent, I think, to evoke for us to land on this and then hear our vitriol. Yeah. So, uh, fuck. What song do we want to listen to? There's a song on here featuring somebody named Hash Gordon, which is never. I don't think so. Never, never a good idea. Uh. There's lyrics too, which is good. Do we want to listen to maybe the third song? Okay, Benny Boy. Yeah, it's it's three minutes long. Yeah. Hopefully that's about ingesting large amounts of benzodiazepine. Um, I can't wait to see what the lyrics are about. I can't wait to see what everything's about. It's with about this. Uncle Ben's rice. <laughs> Delicious. All right, so we're going to listen to Benny Boy, the rice homage by Omerta off of their release, Hyperviolence.
Alright, that was the song Benny Boy by the band Omerta off of their release Hyperviolence. Come on. Yeah. Come on. It, that, that was literally like a band that uh, the website Know Your Meme started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, it's probably, members are probably like Big Chungus, <laughs> Ugandan Knuckles, right? That's who's in this band. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of memes. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a meme band for sure. Yeah. It's like it, it's one of those things where it's almost as if they formed the band to evoke this sort of response. And that's that's why you I know? said to you like we shouldn't even we should not even deign to grace it with any discussion whatsoever. Yeah, and that wasn't that and I do respect that idea, but I wanted to at least say something about this beyond that. Because this is, and I don't, I don't think we should talk about it much at all, frankly, because we've had some new metal adjacent stuff on here before. People know our thoughts on it. That said, the show, the show grows, you know, every yeah. week a little bit. So every episode is somebody's first episode. So in, in case you've never heard this before, uh, we don't like new metal here, no, nope. at all. This is no exception. This really fucking sucks. This is born of bands like Immure and Attila. This has nothing to do with hardcore at all. The Attila with Billy Joel's first band? No, no, not that Attila. There's a, a different band called Attila that yeah, is I a... Know. Yeah, they are, <laughs> they are uh, really fucking bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. They are new metal, essentially, that incorporates really bad mainstream rap elements. It's the worst shit ever. This is basically that. I mean, this is not hardcore on any level. No. It doesn't deserve to be spoken about in the same breath as hardcore or punk. Well, and it will be said time and time again. And fortunately, this will also be forgotten. It will be completely forgotten, yes. This is music... Uh, for children, often made by children, sometimes made by adults who are trying to market something to children. Yeah. Whenever I see the word cuck, Mm -hmm. I immediately just stop paying attention. Yeah. Which sucks because it is a very funny fucking insult. (laughs) It just sucks that it was was utilized by the right so, like, to such great extent. Yeah. That I I almost want to reclaim it, you know, because it is a really, really fucking funny word. But there were better words. Yeah. You know, well, and not only, yeah, not there only, are better words. There, there are better words. And, and, uh, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the right claimed it and ran with it hard. Yeah. Uh, reduced it to being a meaningless term. Yeah. And, um, it just, as soon as I see that, I'm like, man, I'm fucking done. Right. So, you know, my advice, spend less time on the internet. Yeah, for sure. And more time out in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and not only do we hate new metal, um, I in particular, and I know you don't like it either, but you have a, a greater tolerance for it. I in particular fucking hate macho posturing. Right. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Knock it off. You ain't fucking macho. No. You ain't putting your fucking gat next to nobody's dome and doing shit. What you're doing is you're fucking jacking off to fucking anime videos <laughs> on 4chan B at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Also, emptying a thousand, a thousand rounds into somebody's head? Come on. Impossible. That's that's physically impossible. Yeah. There's nothing even left. No. You clearly don't even know how fucking bullets work. Right. And if you have to unload more than a couple rounds, you're doing it wrong. Right. You need to train. Right. Because clearly you're not, uh, you don't know how to use your firearms. That's right. Efficiently that's and responsibly. Right. One shot, one kill, you weak internet cuck. 
<laughs> plus, plus, man, do you know how much ammunition is? It's an expensive... Farmers are buying it up like crazy, as I discovered. It's expensive. Even, even when there's not a rush. Ammunition is expensive. Shooting is an expensive hobby. Fucking but, Obama's coming for your guns. That's get right. ammunition. Yeah, you gotta get it. Obama's coming from... He's... Because he's still the puppet master, of course. He, well, actually, we know who the real puppet master is. Who's that? The fucking insidious Clintons. Oh, yes, exactly. Right? For sure. I thought you were gonna go higher than that and say this You don't get any higher. I mean, well, not only is Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, not only are they simultaneously retarded child molesters, right. but they are also hyper-intelligent leaders of a vast global cabal. <laughs> Never caught for anything. Right. No, right? I thought you were going to get at the Zog. The Zionist occupied government. Oh, they're, the Clintons are above the Zog. Oh, they're above the Zog yeah. even. Okay. Dude, Hillary's a fucking shapeshifter. Oh, She's true. been. Read David Icke. If you don't know oh, what's oh, up, oh, read David Icke. Oh, I know. She's been around for 4,000 years, right. 10,000 years. Hillary was, Hillary was there designing the plans for the fucking pyramid. Right. Right? Yes, that's true. They, they they predate Zog. Yeah, okay. Um, but at the same time, they're also brainless child fuckers. Right, yes, exactly. They're all of the above. Yes. Um, so, holy shit, we have referenced child fucking at least six or seven times now in this episode. Yeah. Is that the new theme? <laughs> I don't want it are to we, be. Are we getting away from world ending and talking about child <laughs> fucking now? I hope not, because it is a very uncouth topic. Well, I, I would I would agree, but I, I think that sometimes once you broach a topic, uh-huh. you once once you wade into muddy waters, right, right, yeah, you have to get out somehow. Uh-huh. And I don't know how you get out without smearing more mud on yourself. Sometimes the easiest way is through. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, sometimes. To stop talking about child fucking, <laughs> you, you have to, to talk about it until you're tired it. of talking about child fucking. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see if it... I mean, we're not trying to bring it up, so we'll just see if it comes up organically. Well, here's my pledge. Uh-huh. I'm staying positive. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. I've been pretty positive. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try not to talk about child fucking for the rest of this episode. Okay. All right. We'll see how it goes. All right. So uh, let's. on that note, I, I got nothing else to say about Omerta. It, it barely even constituted music for me. I mean, this is this is meme music. It's who, joke who music. Who said that in? Uh, I can't remember. I'd have to check the email in, uh, but I'm afraid if I open the email while we're running the, like, actually oh, trying yeah, to record, we'll it'll down. just shut everything down. Yeah, so. Well, uh, whoever you were, thanks for nothing. Yeah, for real. That was truly awful. Uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Eight. Okay, well, they're going to be happy. Eight is fatties, finally. The, the dice gods have finally favored them. So the uh, band camp is fatties, F-A-T-T-I-E-S. I got them. They got the big porky pig. Yep, that's right. Uh, their demo 2019, Dyn- Dynasty. Yep. Dynasty. This is a six-song demo. I think this is their first release. We've heard from uh, Fatty Hurst a couple times. So Man, I, I like that monitor. It's such low-hanging fruit. Yep. That's so. Fatty Hurst, I think, is the uh, stage name of their bassist, Todd Girding. Yeah. Does bass and vocals in this band. I have no idea what this band sounds like. None. I know that Todd and I are Facebook friends now. He's been posting the demo listen Facebook group a little bit. He's called in a couple times, and I found him fairly amusing. But uh, I have no idea what this band sounds like, so I hope that they're good. Okay. I hope that they're good. What okay. song do we want to listen to? We've got, uh, like I said, it's a six-song demo. Damn it. I thought the first song said Egg's Death at first I instead wish of it, Ego Death. I wish. Because that would be the one that we picked. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
We don't want to listen to the the two nearly three minute long songs. Well, this. I was listening to Mystery Science Theater, so let's listen to MST. I was watching MST the other night. I was I I watch MST as as often as I possibly right. can. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. So all right, yeah, let's listen to MST by Fatties off of their demo 2019. That was the song MST by the band Fatties off of their demo 2019. As the first line taught us, that does not stand for Mystery Science Theater, unfortunately. No. It stands for military sexual trauma. Right. Um, now, that's not a theme that appears to be touched on in the rest of the song, but they are talking about the never-ending cycle of war that is perpetuated by imperialist nations such as the, uh, you know, North America, the United States traditionally great britain most of western europe hell actually most of the developed world in general yeah um i was expecting a little bit more of a light tone from this band i honestly was too i was not expecting i was not expecting from the imagery Uh the names right anything about it no um any sort of heavy content whatsoever no not whatsoever i was incredibly shocked by the fact that they actually tackled anything that could be remotely construed as a timely or relevant subject yeah and tackled it with an actual song right yes right yeah i was i was really (laughs) surprised all around by pretty much everything in this song yeah nothing about it was what i was expecting that said it wasn't bad no um it was pretty enjoyable i was bobbing my head along catchy it was catchy there was more of a there was more of a post-punk undercurrent to this than i expected as well much more even like so even musically it was much different than i expected it to be i was expecting something that sounded like the queers or early screeching weasel that's exactly what i was expecting i mean how do you not with a name like the fatties right you don't you don't expect to hear uh um somber somber songs uh about uh, topics that like conflict and crass wrote about four thirty years ago. Right. Yeah. Well, forty years ago. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, I was pretty blindsided by everything with that, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was pretty good. I wouldn't have been mad if there were some uh, competent queers and screeching weasel and Riverdale's worship going on here at all. If this were some Ramones core stuff, like sure. I kind of expected it to be, I wouldn't have been bummed about that either. But like I said, I was pleasantly I was surprised. Pleasantly surprised. And I tell you what, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. I kind of like it better than the juxtaposition of the heavy, the crying clown, so to speak. <laughs> right, yes. Right? Yeah. The, the heavy. Heavy lyrical content of that song right. with everything else. I like to picture these guys dressed up like big oinking pigs on stage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're just like really leaning hard into the moniker Fatties and their and then there's their personals. I don't know if everybody has a personal pseudonym, but we know that Fatty Hurst does. Right. Um, just leaning real heavy into the shtick of that mm-hmm. and, you know, playing to like a crowd at a bar or something that's right. expecting, you know, a rowdy, sort of snotty, fat-filled punk night. Sure. And instead they get this. Yeah, yeah, I like that juxtaposition right. as well. They get really heavy fucking lyrics, and they get really, like, it, I hope that's the most upbeat song. Yes, right? same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really down-tempo songs that just got you fucking dripping tears in your beer glass <laughs> by the end of the night. Yeah, I would and like And then that. the fatties just quietly pack up and leave. I wonder if that juxtaposition was a calculated move on their part, or if they just sort of came up with this. They, they had this lighthearted idea for a band. They're like, hey, we're all some girthy guys. We don't even know if they're girthy. We assume. We assume, right? Right. Um, but let's say they are, right? Right. We're, we're some girthy dudes. Let's do kind of a, let's do a punk band. Yeah. We'll call it Fatties. We'll, we'll have some funny art, die nasty, you right. know what I mean? Right. But then when they went to write, actually write songs, it was just by pure happenstance <laughs> yeah. that this is what they landed on. They ended up on like really heavy, socially heavy drama, <laughs> like like social drama and like social ills in their music. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, And yeah. no matter how they tried to write an upbeat song, they just it's just it. where they were. Yeah, this just, is what they came yeah, up with. This is where they're at emotionally. You know, so when they play... They fucking lumber up onto the stage. Right. You know, they're wearing half shirts with their bellies hanging out. Yeah, G-strings You know, shit. Fatty Hearst is, you know, dressed like a young 19-year-old Patty Hearst the day right. she got the shit kicked out of her and thrown in the back of a van. <laughs> and uh, the whole thing is just this performance piece. Right. Rather than a punk show. Yeah, I'm into that. Right. I hope and, that's and, the case. And they, they, play, they play these, these somber songs mm-hmm. until the crowd is physically exhausted right emotionally and physically drained right yeah i like that idea and then when they're done there's like a couple people click clap Mm -hmm. and uh they just quietly pack up and leave the fatties get in their van and leave if you guys don't already do that consider doing it from now on because i think that would be a really good execution oh yeah yeah um also so since we're on the topic of fatties uh fatty hearst aka todd sent in a uh, a theme song for the show. We're not going to listen to him on this episode because I want to wait and see if we accumulate some more. And I wanted to give the the proper uh, the proper announcement on the show because not everybody is part of the Facebook group, and that's the only place I've posted it okay. so far. But I had the idea of having people write some theme songs, send them in, then we'll listen to them, critique them, and you know. Ma- so should we do brackets? Maybe if like we get enough, if we get enough submissions, Robin, right? And right. We, we winnow it down to the grand winner. Yeah, perhaps if we get enough submissions. Right now, I think we only have like three or four submissions. Okay, but 
If you like the show, especially on this, you know, you're quarantined right now. Much of the country is supposed to be social distancing and not talking to people or going to gatherings. You got nothing better to do. A lot of you aren't even working right now. And if you're not if if you're not quarantined yet, you soon will be. So uh, take some time, plug in your microphone and uh, write a theme song. Send us in. Send, send it in to us, and then we'll listen to it on the show. And, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll do a bracket thing. We'll see how many submissions we get. That sounds pretty good. But so, yeah, so I, so Fatty Hurst sent in a, a theme song. It's sitting in the email. I've yet to listen to it. I get the feeling. Now, this is the last thing, because you just said Fatty's name again. Right. I get the feeling these are older guys. Maybe. I mean, the name Fatty Hurst. Uh-huh. Does anyone does anyone even know who the fuck Patty Hearst is? I mean, does anybody even know that the Misfits wrote a song about her? And if 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 you do know that, do you know anything else about her? I think other than that, the the most recent cultural. Well, I'm binging The Sopranos right now, and they reference Patty Hearst in The Sopranos. But that at this point, that show twenty years old. It's twenty years old, right? So I would imagine. And that, even at that, it's just like a, a passing reference, right? right? Like a real quick passing reference that would still be, it, it's still dependent upon you knowing what the fuck that is. Right. I would imagine that young people at this point probably have no idea. I would say my generation maybe is the last one that has any idea whatsoever of that yeah. case. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I'm looking at the header picture. They're girthy. Are they girthy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those guys Those guys are fat. Yeah. They, they, it's I'm a, into it. It's an apt moniker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised by that. It was pretty good. It didn't blow me away, but I liked it. It was a, it was a, it was a fun little bop. I I was I was surprised. I'm gonna listen to the rest of the album for certain. Yeah, for sure. I like the package. I might even buy the album because I like the package and the tape. It's pretty slick. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. So uh, there you go. The uh, the dice god smiled upon you. We landed on you, and we didn't even hate it. So there you go. Let's uh, let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Four again. Okay, four is Crime Wave. The Bandcamp is crimewaveoh.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this is a Toledo, Ohio hardcore band. I, don't, I really don't know anything about this other than the fact that I know a couple people who are in it. Um, and like I said, I've seen people posting about it online. I've seen people posting about shows that they've been playing over the last month or so. And uh, beyond that, I don't know. I, I'm expecting... I'm expecting heavier hardcore with the name crime wave there's like a bubble letter graffiti logo dude throwing a molotov cocktail with a burning cop car in the background holding Notice a spike there's bat a, there's a sandwich board sign that says 2002 where it's on fire on the oh album. yeah it does yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah on the artwork it does say 2002 must have must have been a bad year for someone in the band it must have been um either that or they lifted this artwork from a drawing that was done nearly two decades ago. Well, whoever drew it just got tired of how busy it was. They didn't actually want to fill in the rest of the city. Yeah, with the crime wave that's happening. You know what? Fuck this. Yeah, fuck this. We, uh, this is. I'm biting off way more than I can chew right now. <laughs> We're just gonna hit trying crime to draw wave. a riot. I'm just gonna draw two guys. Yeah, uh, a bunch of shit on fire, and we'll just leave the rest of the people's imagination. The, Assume this is taking place in a city. The artwork was done by Dave Parrott. Okay. So we're, we're going to skip the intro, obviously. Um, it's a five-song demo, four if you don't include the intro. Well, we're um, going with track two, Deceived. Deceived? Yeah. Uh, I, I, you don't want to do Thin Blue Line? I like any song that's... Oh, okay, okay. I like yeah. any song that's anti-cop, you know what I mean? And, and this, could, this could break one of two ways with us. It could be anti-cop. Maybe it's not. I, I think it knowing some of the people involved, I think it's probably anti. There's a lot of people out there that think they're real fucking rebels, but then they are absolute fucking bootlickers when it comes to the cops. 
<laughs> That's true. I doubt that that is applicable in this case, but nonetheless, <laughs> let's listen to uh, the Thin Blue Line. So we're going to hear Thin Blue Line by Crime Wave off of their self-titled debut EP. That was the song Thin Blue Line by the band Crime Wave off of their self-titled EP. There's a there's a lot there's a long history of anti-cop songs in punk and hardcore. There is. Right. Right. Um I got no problem with any of them. They're all good. They're all fun to sing along to. Sure. We all know that when the shit hits the fan, you probably ain't gonna do shit no matter what. Right. If you, you wanna if I mean? you wanna live. But you know, it's 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 uh it's like uh it's sort of just like a uh, the existential venting of the helpless. Right, sure. Right? So I got no problems with that. One of my favorites is another anti-cop song comes from a fucking Ohio band, Gordon's Holy Motherfuck- Motherfucker. Sure. Open letter to the Cleveland Pigs. Right. Good fucking lyrics. Yeah, right? great track. Fun song, great track. That said, uh, these lyrics are pretty, were pretty apropos. Mm-hmm. Um, musically, this is not my vein of hardcore. No. This is fine. You right. know what I mean? But I'm not really paying attention to it. Right. We know. I mean, this just isn't what I like. Right. Um, so as much as I can, like, share the sentiment of fuck the cops, 
Um, at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to watch this band. No. And so there, this is actually a thing that I don't think that we've actually really addressed directly on the show before because it is a thing that's hard to quantify. It's kind of like we've talked about Uncanny Valley Hardcore, which is a thing that resembles hardcore aesthetically and sonically, but there's just something off about it, right? There is another sort of hard-to-quantify characteristic that some bands possess that isn't the same, because this is a hardcore band, sure. for sure. I would never question that. But it they have a distinctly local sound. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound like a local band. Sure. And I think... If you really want to boil it down to its simplest form, its most basic ingredients, it's just the difference between being like really good or just kind of passable. But there are a lot of things that factor into that equation, like recording quality, vocal delivery, right. and cadence, right. uh, the the playing on the actual recording, right? Like how some like there are even things about some of the drum beats that were played on this sure. that I'm just like this isn't a thing that would make it onto a, a, a proper recording guitar tone, sure, all sorts of stuff, right. right? Even 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 like the like equipment that the band uses, right? You know what I mean, sure. And 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 the way that they and the way that they present themselves. And at this point, we're not talking about this band specifically, but just all of the various factors that can go into creating this sort of like local band feel. And I do think this band does have that feel. Um, I think some of it is in the recording. Some of it was in the vocal delivery. Like I said, there was a drum beat played on this that gave me pause, and I was like, that's not really the right drum beat for that. And if you were in a proper studio or if you were a band that were a couple albums in, you would know that. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just There's just certain things that smack of a degree of amateurism that isn't endearing in the way that like punk and hardcore classics are. Because you can, you can land on a very amateurish approach and still create a fucking classic, but there's just something, like I said, there's just there's certain factors that if they all exist at once and they coincide in this perfect storm, they create a local band vibe. Yeah, and and we've sort of like circled this issue before, and right. without specifically calling it out. Right, we like, said I'll oh. say something like, "There's a million fucking bands in a million fucking towns right. across the country that sound just like this." Yes, and or that's like, fine for them. And we're like, "Yo, if this band were around here, I'd I'd let them open shows." Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which, sure, if this band were from Fort Wayne, I mean, hell, they're only from Toledo. I might still have them open some shows, right. throw them a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'd be happy to book this band if they came through. But yeah, it's like a distinctly local band sound, and I know that's a, a disparaging remark. I'm sorry to the folks that I know in this band. You know, I'm not trying to shit on you or anything. This isn't the worst thing that I've ever heard. It was fine. It was fairly competent. But there are just some things about it that smack of like this not, this isn't going to reach that next audience. There are not the riffs aren't there, the playing isn't there, the production isn't there, the delivery isn't there, the fucking ferocity isn't there to take this to the next echelon. Now, right. that doesn't mean you guys don't have the, the the potential to achieve that on the next effort. This is the first thing that you guys wrote and recorded. It's essentially a demo, even if in not by name, it is still a demo, essentially. So perhaps you guys will get there, but this definitely feels like the first effort from a local hardcore band that, that doesn't suck, right? but isn't yeah. amazing. And is also trying really hard to sound like their influence. Sure, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. 
And I think maybe that's another thing with a lot of local bands. And maybe that's just the difference is like the local band sound is just sort of like an undeveloped band sound. You right. know what I mean? Like every everybody goes through it. Right, right. And uh, you're, you're trying too hard to be what influences you right instead of being your own thing yeah 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 definitely you know and it takes a few it takes a few efforts you know to get there for sure and actually arrive at something that's your own uh so like i said no uh no shade this isn't the worst thing that i've ever heard by any stretch of the imagination it doesn't suck it's just not really there yet and this style of hardcore needs to be done exceptionally well for me to care about it at all so you know that doesn't help your case either and it just by want of the fact that even the best of this kind of stuff, it really has to be stand out for me to say, yeah, I really fuck with this. Yeah, this is not a this is not a style of hardcore that I listen to except for the the absolute historical top two or three bands. Right, exactly. So, yo, Crime Wave, not mad at you, not terrible. Could probably use a little bit of work, but I'm sure people have fun at the shows. Keep up the fucking effort yeah. and fucking take it to the pigs. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You don't like cops, so we're we're at the very least on the same page there. Let's uh let's roll the dice and see what's up next. We've gotten through uh three bands. Okay. We've we haven't brought up the thing since you mentioned not bringing it up. So we just did. Everybody's thinking about it right now. <laughs> right, but we didn't Which do we it. might as well have just fucking said. <laughs> But you didn't bring it up, so you're still you're still within the bounds of your commitment. Okay. What's, up? What's uh, next? Number seven. Okay, number seven. That's six. a commitment we should write a song about. Instead of commitment about straight edge. Right. Right? Yeah. Commitment to your friends. Uh-huh. The commitment about not dwelling on fucking children. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a good that's a good su- Apparently it's really fucking hard because <laughs> now I'm talking about it again. Right. You know, that's that's some subject matter that Unless the lyrics are really, really explicitly clear in what we mean to talk about and what we mean to say with the lyrics, they could easily be misconstrued. I think the only way to write a song about not fucking children is Uh to be quite literal. No metaphor. Right. But see, the problem is (laughs) because it's such, because it is just such an unsaid, agreed upon social contract that we as a society frown upon fucking children by and large right (laughs) if somebody goes out of their way without any sort of i don't know instigating occurrence or event to just write a song saying hey i don't fuck kids that immediately puts a spotlight on them saying "Uh oh Maybe this person's fucking kids. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You have to be crystal fucking clear that you don't do it. <laughs> right. And you don't you don't you do. dwell you don't dwell on it. You write right. one song about right. how you're committed to not dwelling on fucking kids. Right, for sure. Right. But nonetheless and, and, and I'm not saying you struggle with the concept of not fucking kids. You struggle I'm saying right. you're struggling with the concept of, of not, not thinking, thinking about, about not fucking right. kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I get you. It's crystal clear to me right now what you're saying. I'm just saying if I saw that on the track listing and the liner notes, if I was going through a punk band's liners, reading along, getting into the songs, and then I saw this particular song, you know, and I got a moment to really analyze and digest the content, I would be a little taken aback by it, I I will say. Yeah, but it would definitely be more interesting than writing about Straight Edge. No doubt it would be more interesting than writing about Straight Edge. Right. For sure. Right. I would that a song about straight edge, I'm gonna pass right over it. Like if a you, song like, about being committed to the idea of not dwelling on right, 
Right. Like, like you know, a straight edge. What, what would be the name of a good metaphorical name for, like, a straight edge song? Like, um, you know, I mean, you know, Nailed to the X or whatever. You sure, know what right. I mean? you're, yeah. you're, you're, you know, X'd out or something like that. Some, yeah. th- something like, something now that is so whipped and, like, skeletal right. that it's a pun on itself. Sure. Right? You can't. You can't be metaphorical. The song, the name of the song, would have to be something like, um, "I am committed <laughs> to not thinking about, not thinking about fucking kill kids." <laughs> that's. I don't think that's as crystal clear as you want it to be. Because <laughs> I would have to read that sentence a couple times to really get what they're what they're pushing for it you know i wouldn't i wouldn't at first glance really understand what they're advocating for here yeah i mean it's, you know? it's it, if you if you write it out you might think there's a typo in there right uh, yeah you might think to not thinking about not thinking about <laughs> you're like, well, what is that All right but then you're like no this is this is the sentence this is the name of the song All right it's stating out explicitly what my commitment is All right I'm, it's not that i'm struggling with thinking about fucking kids All right. i'm struggling with not thinking about not thinking about fucking right. kids yeah, yeah yeah oh i get you okay um so so we actually already have gotten through oh wait no i'm sorry that was my bad we have gotten through three so seven so seven is ground yes uh, groundnj.bandcamp.com The release is Mourn Innocence uh, This is a New Jersey uh, Power Violence Grindcore band This was I think sent to me By maybe a member of the Maybe a member of the band I want to say But I couldn't tell you for sure I'll have to check the email I'll check while we're uh, listening to the song All the songs here are Kind of lengthy for grind songs I gotta say um, I mean, a couple of them are, are, are typical grind song lengths. We have like you know a forty-five second song here, a minute two, a thirty-one second. But there's uh, a couple songs on here that that break. Well, one, two, three, four songs in a row that break two minutes. Ooh. So you know they might be leaning more into the metallic grind end of things. The 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 the, uh, the brutal truth sort. Of. I'm looking at the artwork too. Yeah. Like their last release looked like you know, the first brutal truth record. Extreme yeah, yeah. measures. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last song on here is a despise you cover of No More Feelings. One of the best despise you songs for sure yeah um what song do we want to listen to i kind of want to get something that that gives us at least a little bit of an idea of what they sound like you know what we say what's that first track right yeah hopefully it's one of the shorter ones on here so i think it's probably coming hard a minute 35 Ah, it's not that short but it's right right in the middle yeah it's right in the middle right it's like the median length yeah so all right cool let's listen to compassion fatigue by mourn or i'm sorry compassion fatigue by ground off of their release mourn innocence Shit! 
All right, so we just decided to listen to two songs. We heard Compassion Fatigue and Most Likely to Recede by Ground off of their record Mourn Innocence. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear Grind in that virtually at all. And there's blast beats. Sure, right. There's fast delivery. Yeah. But to that extent, then, you know, there's a fucking million hardcore bands out there that are actually grindcore bands. Right, yeah, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that was just more basic, straightforward hardcore with some, you know, metallic downtune riffs. Yeah, I mean, there was maybe some hints of like the crustier end of of grind, like crust DBD yeah. kind of stuff in yeah. there a little bit, but like, yeah, just because you have blast beats doesn't mean that you're grind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. I don't know. I think the key, the, the cornerstone of grinding is to grind. Right, yes. Right? There was. Is, a, is to fucking go. And that first song, there was like a straight up like metalcore breakdown. Or yeah. Like metallic hardcore breakdown. Yeah. Like a straight chuggy. You know what I mean? Like, which, whatever. I mean, it wasn't that bad or anything. Overall, musically, the songs that we heard weren't that terrible in general. They were fine. It, it was pretty much straight ahead metallic hardcore with some blast beats um but yeah that said not not super grind or power violence no i'm like looking at like one of the comments in their band page here for fans of nasm napalm death rotten sound the kill uh agoraphobic nosebleed a suck maruta i don't hear any of those bands in that not really no and i listen listen to all those bands and i listen to a lot of fucking grind yeah yeah man and uh, i don't hear that Anywhere, and I'm not saying you've got to sound like fucking extreme noise terror to be a grind band. There are various flavors, right? I mean, uh, Rotten Sound, right? That's as much a grind band as early Napalm Death is. Sure, but even that isn't really present in this. No, it's just kind of straight ahead metallic hardcore with some blast beats and some gutturals thrown in there. Yeah, and I mean the gutturals for me that was a big turn off in the first song. I didn't mind them; they were um, whatever. I didn't I feel did, any I did, way I didn't like that. Um, the uh, now this band has a lot of output, sure. So who knows? Right? Maybe they did fucking you know they they fucking ripped it on other records, right? And like I said, I'm probably being a little harsh because this is not what I was really hoping for and expecting. Same, yeah. right? I wanted something to fucking rip my face off, right? And like, dude, the the agoraphobic nosebleed comparison. Come on, come on. Now. So one one of the rippingest bands. Like I fucking love like Agorapocalypse. Jesus Christ, dude. Scott Hall's got the riffs, man. Yeah, that's that's an album that never fucking lets up from start to finish. Yep. This, by comparison... The, the Kill? Right. Come on now. Yeah. The Kill? Yeah. This doesn't sound anything like The Kill. Nah. And like I said, this wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. Musically pretty pretty competent. Um, you know, the, the musicianship was there. Recording was good. I like the recording quality on this. Um, it was fine. But it, yeah, not, not, really, not really grind. No. Not even, maybe less power violence than it was grind, even. Because there was like a metallic element yeah. that might lend it to some of the more metallic, like, I don't know, there was some, there were some trill riffs in there, like, that yeah. might be evocative of a pig destroyer riff or something, right. right? But like, it was even less power violence than it was grind somehow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, musically, if, if this were, if I were expecting something different, mm-hmm. If I were told this is a hardcore band, yeah, right, and you know, given a different package, because when I look at the artwork too, the cut and paste, you know, collage style artwork, right. so I'm thinking, of, oh, of course, this is. I mean, like I said, it, 
the the last release, the artwork looks like they were actually looking at the cover for Extreme Measures. Right. Yes. And then decided to like do an homage to that. Well, and the one before that just looks like Despise You artwork, right? Like yeah. The the logo. Oh and, like, sure. That sure. Looks just sure. Squalor. It just sure. looks straight up like Despise You artwork. Sure. So like in a different package, like I would be expecting. Okay, well, this is perfectly played, adequate, fast, metallic hardcore. Right. Right. If you're going to play metallic hardcore, this is how I want to hear it. Sure. Uh, as opposed to, you know, fucking Knuckle Dragon, Macho Pose and shit. Right. Right. But instead, what I was hoping for was absolutely fucking face ripping grind. Right. And that's not what I got. Yeah, that's This true. grind was not ground. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so, yeah. So maybe expectations played into, into a lot of our feelings about this because I was expecting something very different from what arrived to my ears. That said, like, what arrived was not bad. It was... Pretty, pretty competent metallic hardcore that did not overstay its welcome. There wasn't a lot that stuck out to me about it either. I probably wouldn't revisit this, but if it were on, I wouldn't be mad at it. If they were playing a show and they played a fucking 12 to 15 minute set, I would, probably wouldn't walk out. No. I'd probably watch the set. You know what I'm not saying? Not at all. But I wouldn't call that a grindcore. I wouldn't call it a grindcore. Was listening to the new Internal Rot LP the other day. Yeah. That I'd call a grindcore. <laughs> that I would definitely call a grindcore release, yes. So uh, I don't know if they're just landing short of their of their intended goal here or if they have some misunderstandings about what grind is. From their wouldn't aesthetic, a, you wouldn't, wouldn't think so. Wouldn't that be amazing if this band, around since 2012, yeah. with uh, seven releases under their belt, has misunderstood what <laughs> grindcore was the whole time? It, it's possible. From what I just heard now, it's not out of the question. <laughs> I, I I kind of want to go back and listen to some other releases just just to see. Um, yeah, I'm going to. Oh, that that one that looks like that brutal truth record is a four way split. Oh, so is it? Okay, a four way split, aka a comp. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's right. a fucking classic grind trope. So I guess you got something right there. Because I'm sorry. If it's more than fucking three bands on a release, uh-huh. and three is pushing it, yeah, it's a fucking comp. So, not now, not to not to get into finger pointing territory here, all right. But I decided to look at the the picture of the band. Oh, you saw right away the weed shirt, didn't you? Yeah, the I weed Satan shirt, yeah. right? And then another dude in a, a, who looks like the most. Well, they all look like the most normal dudes they that you like could nice ever. Guys. Um, yeah, they look like very nice guys, right? But. You know, dude in a descendant shirt. Dude on the left in what a, I don't know what it is, some sort of graphic t-shirt that looks to be for a band that I probably couldn't be bothered to ever listen as, to. As, as I zoom in, I'm uh-huh. fairly certain that it is uh I'm fairly certain that it is um Firebird. 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 I died. Okay, Maybe, perhaps. Uh, Bill Steers, uh, classic rock band. Okay. In the '90s and early 2000s, Firebird. I I bet probably not, but I'll just take your word for it. Um, I don't know. Look, I, I I don't like to judge a book by its cover, but the if ever I saw a collection of four men who do who could potentially misunderstand what grind is for eight years running, it's these four men. Well, here here's the thing, I know. I know plenty of uh, middle-aged uh, paunchy dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you clean them up right and put them in a descendant shirt, uh-huh. they would look like they don't know what fucking grindcore is either. That's true. Right. Well, they also their gear is also telling. Right. There's like a lot of really nice orange gear. There's a Marshall behind them and a Mesa. 
their gear is a little bit nice to be playing grind, frankly. I can guarantee you, well, I know that Rotten Sound has nice gear. Yeah, but they're like pro-core grind band at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're top. They're, they're fucking top tier. Hey, at the, I'm just saying. Plus, many would, many would accuse Rotten Sound at this juncture in their career, especially of being false grind. Maybe, but I don't know, man. They still rip. Dude, Cycles. I mean, I know Cycles is is eight years old. Yeah, I was going to say it came out in 2012, right? Fucking hell, right? So fucking good. Yeah. yeah. So good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, not not to point the finger here, boys, but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you need a crash course and grind, and maybe we're the ones to give it to you. <laughs> Whoa, bold claims. We're going to get into a pissing contest now. Um, so, uh, so, ground, you didn't blow me away. You didn't bum me out. Except for the fact that you weren't what I wanted to hear, but what you did deliver yeah. was perfectly competently it was, done. It was pretty good. Somehow you guys have, um, you guys are sneaking your way into grind shows. Yeah, somehow, maybe, maybe, maybe they. You should see. That's the thing. Maybe they're like only playing hardcore shows, and they're just like, man, I just don't know why we can't play any grind shows. We always get asked to play hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Well, here's the secret. It's because you're a fucking hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's roll the dice to see what's up next all right uh two okay two is persecutor with their demonstration 2020 this was uh it's persecutor punks p-u-n-x dot this was sent to us by tully from histamine if you've not checked out histamine please do they're an australian hardcore band that is very very fucking good ripping db informed awesome stuff this came out, let's see, very recently, I think. Uh, February, 29th. February 29th. Colors of the World Unite, Smash Racism and Fascism. Yeah, I, I can back that sentiment. It should it should go as an unspoken sentiment, but you know what? doesn't hurt just to reiterate. Yeah, you know, I think that all those years ago when the punks started singing about smashing racism and fascism, mm-hmm. maybe they thought the job would be done by now. <laughs> I bet they did. Right, we'd have yeah. other things to sing about. I bet so, yeah. Nope, we've got more more than ever. Yeah, we've done some backsliding more in than years. ever before. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's a there's some disparity in song lengths on this. The first song, well, actually, the so the second song on here is over two and a half minute minutes long. The rest of the songs are just over a minute long. Just I was going to say, why don't long. we go for track three? Forward March. Yeah, yeah, that that seems like a safe bet. So we are going to listen to Forward March by Persecutor off of their demonstration 2020. Don't do it. 
right, that was the song Forward March by the band Persecutor off of their Demonstration 2020, and that was much closer to power violence than what we just heard. That's what I'm talking about. Now, yeah. I was, I, right off the bat, I was like, wow, this is more grind than the last band. Same, yes. Uh, and they don't dare use the word grind in their descriptor. Nope, they do say fast core fast, and power violence. Fast core, yep. yep. Fast punk. And that's uh, pretty accurate. Pretty that. accurate. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was good. Um, very uh, passionately, aggressively delivered material. Right. With uh, pretty relevant, topical, current, pissed off lyrics. Sure. Uh, I know that uh, Australia's got their own version of uh, of um, Mussolini in Toni Morrison. Right. Um, love to see all the people telling him to get fucked when the country was on fire and he's driving around trying to shake hands. Right. Too bad somebody didn't just fucking drag him and throw him into the fucking cinders. For sure. Um, you know, too bad something didn't befall him. Right. Somewhere out in the outback. Plenty of things that could kill a man out there. Many things. Right? Yes. I've uh, never even been there, and I can tell you that. Right. I want to go discover it. <laughs> yeah. Right? A little explorer, a little adventurer. Oh, uh, we've talked about that. Yeah. You know. You could just sit in the car while I go fuck with everything. Yeah, see, that's the thing is out in nature, I'm down for that. My fear is coming up against a big ass spider in the house. Yeah. That's my only, that's truly my only fear. It's not even the danger of being accosted by some sort of poisonous animal like a snake or a fucking stingray or something like that. That's fine. That's for me in whatever happens, happens territory. The thing that I will not allow to happen is awakening next to some sort of massive fucking spider that is in my living space. Even a snake in my living space. Startling, but I'll fucking deal with it, right? I'll be like, okay, let's calmly fucking manage this situation. I've had bats in my living space. Got to catch this guy. Got to get him out. That's fine. One thing I cannot fucking abide is a big ass spider. I'd be pretty excited. I wouldn't be excited at all. I'd be terrified. It's one of my only deeply irrational fears. I I, I, I can say that I would actually be, like I've seen some of the uh, pictures and video of like an adult female Sydney funnel web. Yeah. Man, there's no way that I am (laughs) not getting down on my hands and knees and looking at that thing as close as I feel safe. No, if I were out in the wild, if if we encountered them out in the wild, cool, fair game, whatever. Because I can run in any number of directions if I need to. I can jump back. If it's on my clothes, I can shake it off. It's not disappearing into my fucking covers. To me, having like big ass fucking spiders and bugs and shit in an enclosed space, it's the element of the unknown. It's the, it's the issue of looking away and then looking back. And now where the fuck are they? I can't keep track of them. And they're coexisting in a space very close by to me. If I'm out in the fucking jungle, whatever, I'll walk five feet the other direction and we're probably away from each other. You know, I'm not real, I'm not worried about it. It's the enclosed space shit that I don't like. That said, totally off subject, other yeah. than the fact that it's about Australia. I imagine that Australia also has its fair share of backwoods racist fucking rednecks. Oh, it certainly does. Right. I mean, uh, what's that documentary? Romper Stomper? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? But it's not a documentary. <laughs> But, yes, that movie about that Australian well, movie about skinheads. Right. I mean, it came from somewhere, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. It's not that like, would be akin to calling all movies. Yeah, but, it, but it, it's not like they were just. Hey, can we imagine what would happen if racist Nazi skins actually lived in Australia instead of America and Britain? Right. Right. right sure. You know? yeah, still, I, I think that here's still the, a far cry from making it a documentary. It, but I get your thing. point. Wherever, wherever you have uh, white people uh-huh. being in. Um, Sort of the majority demographic, right? You are going to find backward, backwards yokel, fucking redneck racists, yeah. and anywhere that you can, if you so choose, uh, decide to live in complete isolation in the wilds, that attracts some fringy types. Probably it does, generally speaking. But 
Plus, the history of fucking colonialism in yeah. Australia is like deeply fucked. Right. Deeply fucked. Right. So uh, they didn't have a good start. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. it's it. That is a country that is now not on nearly as wide a scale, of course, simply because of like population factors and shit of that nature uh but just as much built on like genocide and fucking manifest destiny bullshit as america is for sure sure. you know what i'm saying so i imagine there's still probably a pretty large contingent of fucking backwards facing redneck shitheads yeah yeah but this is not that this is a really competently done fast i like this a lot uh you know australia has a history of delivering really dope shit like this disparo great fast core band from australia extortion extortion great fucking fast core band from australia this is good shit uh shout out to tully for sending this over this was good and it was a nice palate palate cleanser after ground because it delivered what i expected a little bit of what i wanted even even the guitar tone right Right. yep sounded like you know hm2 on the guitar right uh Classic fucking grind sound. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Even that, even the guitar tone wetted my palate a little more. Yeah, the reverb on the vocals was nice. Yep. You know, it was good. It, the, instead of a chuggy breakdown, you got a more dirgy fucking... Right, dum, plodding dum. breakdown. Right. Yep, right. exactly. It was, well, frankly, it just displayed a uh, far better understanding of what grind and power violence are than the previous band. Yeah. So maybe you don't need us to school you, ground. You just need to have a conversation with Persecutor, and yep. they can... You know, guide you step by step on my first grind song. Persecutor is a good name. Yeah, persecutor is a good name. Any any time you can take, like, a nasty sounding like verb like persecute mm-hmm. or interrogate. Right. Right. Yes. Subjugate, and turn it into a noun that ends in or. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to touch back on this because this is actually <clears throat> in our first for- foray into podcasting. We touched on this subject because so we did a podcast for a while called Static Age, which I don't think is actually available anymore because I think our domain expired. I didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I think our domain expired, which is fine because the quality is pretty much unlistenable. But the idea was good. Where we like talked about television shows and whatnot. We just kind of went off on tangents. Right, so basically the show. Yeah, but more more fuel in the world of the television show that we were watching. Depending on the day, yes. yes. Um, but we were watching He-Man, and you were talking about Skeletor's name. Right. And how it ends in an O-R. Right. And that how what that implies is that he <laughs> he is not... What is? What did you say? He is the he, Skeletor. He, yeah, he, he is the Skeletor. You said he doesn't... He's not a Skeletor, E-R. He doesn't Skelet. He is the Skelet, I think That's is what right. you said. Yep. The right. Skeletor, E-R, is right. one who the Skelets. Skelet, but the Skeletor is, is the, the Skelet. skelet. <laughs> he is the Skelet. Yes, right. exactly. Right. Right. Yes, you, you have a long history of enjoying, because your cat names reflect cat that, names too. too. Any, and you've talked about that several I, times I never show. owned a cat, but every time I've been around one, and if I did own cats, I would give them names like um, Vicious Inquisitor. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Relentless persecutor, right? Yes, things like that. Like that's that's what their names would be, yeah. right? Right. Yes, for so, sure. You know, so you have a long history. You come by it honestly of really liking the fucking any word with an or suffix. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking badass. It man. is. It is badass. I wish my job title ended in <laughs> or. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because it's bound to be a sick fucking job. Right. All right, let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next. I think we got time for uh, for one more. How long have we been going? Because we've done a lot of ranting this episode. Eh, we're a little bit over an hour when I drop the music in. We'll probably be hour 15, hour 20. Let's do one more. Two. Okay. T- 
two is Phlegm with Qualified Immunity. The Bandcamp is disphlegm.bandcamp.com, D-I-S Phlegm. This is a Boston, Massachusetts band. Uh, I'm interested to see if the, okay, yeah, the, there's D-beat right in the tag. So it for the uninitiated, if you ever see Dis in front of a band name, it's usually a... Uh, it's usually a reference to D-beat, to Discharge, right. the disc rocker right. uh, sort of stereo, punk stereotype. We've talked about it on a prior episode. It's one of very few genres that uh, is based entirely off of the existence of one single band. And named after and the named band. And named after the band. And, and, and not only that, but like the dis prefix is a corpse that is so flayed now that it too is its own pun. Yeah, exactly, right. It's basically only used as a pun at this now, point. Now, before we even get started, I did look at the picture of the guy standing there at the fucking pier, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Having a good time on a shitty day at the pier. Yep. Um, and to your point with ground, talking about, well, those guys don't look like they would know anything about grind. Right. Not one of those dudes, save, save maybe the dude in the middle. Right. Right. Maybe the guy in the far right. Yeah. But those other three, uh huh. They don't look like they fucking know this from their fucking hole in the ground. No. No, they don't. But so that and that's what I'm saying, like the cultural pollution, right? Right. Which is fine because I I, I would much rather see a diversity of styles than and personal styles. Definitely. Uh, than, you know, the fucking you know fucking ass flap beaver tail mullet for sure i mean get the fuck away from me right if that if that's what you're rocking is like the short fucking cutoffs with a hole near the groin because you know hey dude i'll just wear my clothes until they fall apart because i can't come on man yeah come on you know what i mean that's a curated look it's 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 just too curated man right. i don't want to see your your curated homeless cosplay right right i don't want to smell your stinky fucking you know beaver tail fucking dread no not right? at all i, I don't want to see any of it you can do better for yourself and you fucking should <laughs> and you're making a fucking decision based on fashion so fuck you right right yeah um like the fucking dads the punk rock dads we saw at the avail show yeah, which well, which didn't happen, but yes, that we saw outside the Avail show. We you could, can spot them a mile away. Yeah, man. We like literally we could just as as we were walking away from the Avail show to head to Reckless to, to buy some records because it got canceled last minute due to coronavirus concerns. Literally as we walked up to the door. As we walked up to the door, the bouncer said it got canceled literally right now. And I mm-hmm. looked at the event page and it had been canceled two minutes prior to when I looked at it. Right. But yes, we could spot people that were on their way to the show simply by how they were dressed. Right. It was like, okay, neatly trimmed beard. And and long beard, generally yeah. speaking. Right. Basically yeah. what they look like yeah. is they looked like they worked as the head brewer for Sam Adams. Right, yes. Or perhaps they had a woodworking show on PBS. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Something like that. I hate that look. Bad man. fucking look, gentlemen. It sucks. Bad dude. fucking look. Way too fucking curated. Way too fucking planned out. Yeah. Stop it. It's I don't want to see your casual office attire at the fucking punk rock show. <laughs> right, I'd yeah. rather see you in a full fucking suit. Right. Because yeah. that that tells me that you don't give a fuck <laughs> right. if you show up in a full suit. Sure. But if you're showing up in like the dark, like real dark, almost black blue jeans. Right. Yeah. Right. 
cuffed yep. with some fresh vans, yep. right, that you only wear on certain occasions. These aren't right. your fucking street shoes, man. Sure. These yep. aren't yep. your yep. fucking grocery getters, right? You pull these out for special fucking occasions, like in a veil show, where right. you can go and relive the fucking past, yep. right? And you're showing up with that, or maybe you got some fucking brown shoes on, <laughs> oh, I hate brown some, leather I, shoes. I hate some brown shoes, right? dude. That's you're, a telltale you're sign. You're wearing a fucking flannel. Yep. Now, listen, I wear plenty of flannel, Yeah. right? But um, knock it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I wear it because it's it's. I work outside and it's functional. I'm a real fucking man. <laughs> I ain't some fucking paunchy dad sitting in a fucking office looking for, a, for for a reason to go rip nuts on the fucking weekend while I stand around and hold my fucking you know caramel flavored lager. <laughs> Right. right yeah. I don't want to look like I work at fucking Sam Adams. I sure as hell don't want to look like I fucking have a daytime crafting show on PBS. Right. Right. Yeah. Knock it the fuck off. Bad fucking look. Horn rim glasses, manicured beard, button up flannel. Right. Yeah. Dark jeans, cuffed at the bottom, leather shoes, leather brown leather shoes, or fresh fucking vans. Yeah. Oftentimes a fucking very well-maintained hat baseball cap. Yep, yep. Sometimes of your favorite sports team, because, you know, you're a dad now, and you can admit that it's cool <laughs> to like sports. Right? Yeah. Knock it the fuck off. Yeah, see you terrible. coming a mile away? If I see you coming, I'm fucking leaving. Right. I don't want to talk to you. No. Not at all. Why, and, and some of them, like, there was a dude outside the fucking venue straight rocking a James Hetfield goatee. Yeah, man. Knock it off. Yeah, that's not a good look for anyone ever in any time period. Perfectly fucking trimmed. It was probably 18 inches long. Maybe not a foot long. Yeah. Perfectly fucking trimmed to come down to a little point in front. Never, ever, ever, ever a good look. No, it's terrible. You look terrible. And then on the... On, on, on the female side, it's always like some fucking ro- like cross between Rosie the Riveter mm-hmm. and like June Cash. Yeah, I mean, we're basically veering into, at this point, it's like rockabilly adjacent. Yeah. And which is terrible. Knock it the fuck off. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Man. I would rather just see you just dress like a typical fucking schlub. Yeah, man. Knock the fucking fashion off, dads. You look like shit. You look fucking false. And if that's actually what you are, then stay the fuck away. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> On that note, let's uh, let's listen to Flem. Let's see if Flem is as false as the flannel dads at the Avail show. I doubt it. They have a fucking high bar to clear if they want to get there. Um, it's a four-song release. It's from Boston, which is promising because a lot of really good shit comes out of Boston. Um, oh, yeah. And like I said, yeah, this was fucking recorded by Shane from Tortured Skull and Anthropophagus. Yeah. So, I mean, that gives me some faith in it alone because Shane uh, is in two really fucking good bands and has sent me some really dope bands to check out. He, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this to not suck. Yeah. Do we want to listen to the opening track, Members Of? Or sure. do we want to listen to the title track, Qualified Immunity? I, it's a toss-up, isn't it? It is a toss-up. I kind of want to listen to the title track. All right, let's do the, the title track. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Qualified Immunity off of the release of the same name by the band Flem. <laughs> Yeah. 
right, that was the song Qualified Immunity off of the release of the same name by Flem, and that ripped. That was pretty good. I liked that a lot. That was my favorite thing that I heard tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I actually liked Persecutor better than this. I liked Persecutor a lot, for sure. This was, um, but this this came in this came in top for me. Yeah, so that was well done, well recorded, sounded good. Yep, Shane did a really good job on the recording. Two that. guitars always adds a nice density to the songs, Definitely. especially if you're playing something like this. For sure. Yep. Um, yeah, that wasn't bad at all. I thought the vocals were the standout for me on this. Yeah. The vocals were like fucking ripping. As we have often said, I always prefer vocals to sound like dude is ripping his vocal cords while yep. he's screaming. Yep. You know what I mean? I want it to sound like a tortured cry yep. or a feral animal. Right. Uh, not like a dude going like this. And, yeah, and, and, and like whatever whatever your natural stressed voice sounds like. Sure, right. right. There are some exceptions to that rule, but in most cases, especially if you're going to play ripping fucking hardcore right. like this, this is the kind of vocal delivery that I want to go along with it. Vocals were really stand out for me. That vocalist is fucking awesome. Sean, shout out. You're very good at what you do. Um, yeah, this was fucking great. I really, really liked this. The production really stood out to me. I think that this was definitely the best produced of anything that we've heard tonight, which makes sense because Shane has self-recorded his own bands and they've sounded awesome. Will Killingsworth obviously has a long track record of doing a very good job at WK. What he does. WK. Willie Killy, Will Killingsworth, WK. Wilk. Wilk. <laughs> Simply Wilk. I like Wilk. Wilk to some. Yeah. yeah Wilk isn't bad. Wilk Chamberlain. <laughs> Wilk Chamberlain is not bad. Well, I mean... Wilt Chamberlain, supposedly more than 10,000 women. Yeah. Wilk Chamberlain, at least 10,000 10, bands. Releases. That's true. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's a fucking, that's a good point. Good, uh, good crossover there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really, really liked this. I want to listen to the rest of this. The 7 inch is evidently coming this spring. Pre orders will be up soon. Not sure if, who's putting this out, um, but. If the rest of the seven inches is this good, I imagine probably someone cool putting this out. I can, I could, especially if the members of this band are connected or have homies who run labels and shit. I could see some, a, a cool label putting this out. You know what I mean? Um, either way, look for the pre-order for this and order it when it goes up because this is rad. What if it somehow came out on like the least cool record label? <laughs> right. right. What, what is the least cool? Record I, I don't label? know, but like, like maybe uh, the record label, their logo is like an anime girl like wearing an SS uniform, like smiling cutie. <laughs> Cute, you know, and yeah. the name of the record label is like Racist Incel Turds <laughs> Records. Yeah, that would be the you know? least cool record right. label. And, and like everything else that they put out uh -huh. is cemetery rapist level fucking like gore grind, right? And like and like you know just terrible, right? But then they also put out this, right? I can't. I don't know that we've. We talked about it on the show. I think I talked about it to you personally a few months ago. But I found like actual incel pop punk because like it, oh yeah yeah we did talk we didn't talk about this in the show. But you and I were talking. Yeah, about it this, was yeah. it was wild because like pop punk is often derided as being incel music, and it often is right. But this was like actual incel pop punk where the music was like about it was like a grown man who was clearly like a 4chan bro guy who right. was writing songs about right. like how we women are bitches some, and yeah. shit it was crazy dude it completely fucking blew my mind yeah it was like the ai becoming self-aware it's it's it, it's like one of those glimpses into like bizarro universes yeah exactly right right yeah it i it made me like deeply uncomfortable now that's something i wouldn't mind having submitted What's that? Some incel pop punk. That would be awesome. I would love right? to rip into that. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say you wouldn't mind doing a like a Patreon episode on Bizarro Music Universe. Well, we could do that, Because I think that's a good idea, too. Yeah. Where yeah. we dig out, like, the truly the Bizarro corners of, like, you know, familiar forms right. that have been just, that transfigured 
into something almost unrecognizable. Almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. I want to fuck with that. Right. Like, like aliens trying to mimic our culture. Right. Exactly. Because it's out there. It's the Ansel Pop Punk proves it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yo, this Flem stuff was really good. I really dig this shit. I will definitely pick up the seven inch when it comes out. Um, and on that note, I think that's probably all we need to do in terms of music tonight because we got through six bands and we okay. have a few co- phone calls I want to get through before we wrap it up for the night. All right. We got some shout outs on Patreon too. Yeah, we got a couple couple Patreon shout outs. So let's see what's in the voicemail first. Yo, dudes, what's up? It's, uh, it's Fatty Hurst and Fatty Manny here. We're, we're just chilling at the house. Um, I got really bad news for you. Um, yo, Eurythanos is not a real god. Uh, I've been making blood sacrifices. I built this altar. I've been recognizing the four cardinal angels of plastic. And I, you know, not even the opportunity to roll on us because we ain't in the fucking queue. So I guess what I'm saying is, is there like a god of the queue? that I can, like, reorient my rituals towards, or, I don't know. But anyway, your fake god's fake, so fucking stop telling people to worship the fake god that you've made up in your head, god damn it. Keep up the good work. All right, Fatty, well, you guys just blasphemed because... Apparently he's fucking real. He's real as shit, because we not only did I completely on a whim put you back in the queue tonight... As if influenced by divine intervention, right. but the dice landed on you naturally. Right. right. So evidently, your rituals did pay off. Although I would really fucking hate to see how your Thanos responds now, right? After broadcasting this to the masses, right? Because you just fucking sullied his name. I mean, his ethereal polymers reached out to us and touched yeah. us, made us put you in the fucking queue right and then guided the roll of the die so that you showed up and we don't listen to these uh recordings ahead of time so i'm literally just hearing this for the first time now this was pure happenstance that we listened to this on this episode that's I'm, right i'm not joking that really well, is the we, case yeah so uh, uh yeah i, th- I, I, I think g- i think in 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 uh in supplication mm-hmm. and in reverence and deference to uh his power he probably demands more blood. Right, I would say so now. Because I think not, that all gods in some way demand more blood. They do, but now especially that you fucking dissed him on air after he just came through for you fucking hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's going to require some serious sacrifice Here's the now. weird thing about gods. Hmm. Why do they demand so much blood? I don't know. And if they do, why not just make it? Right, yeah. Right? I, I, think, it's, I think it's about like... What are you willing to sacrifice? It's the sadism, for me? right? It's the sadism of it. Well, it's like I, w- I was talking about with like you know rich people fucking kids. I'm sorry to circle back around to that. I told you, but, <laughs> it's but, a fucking struggle. It is a struggle, but what, that's what I'm saying though is like it's the last taboo. It's the thing to say I am truly the most powerful that I can be on this planet because I can get away with doing this thing that everyone hates that right. nobody wants me to do, right. and I'm that untouchable. It's the same thing with fucking gods, man. Right. It's like. You know, they got to be fucking, it's the eternal, the eternal fucking sadist, right? Right. Where it's just like, what can you do for me? Right. What can I demand of you? How powerful am I? And they all demand some sort of fucking ball fanning and fucking blood sacrifice. They do. Even the ones like Jesus, he's like, no, guys, don't knock it off. Just be cool with each other. Just be nice. You know, ouch, ooh, ow, ow, ooh, (laughs) you got me. And then they fucking spike him up. And then he's like, ha-ha, I got away. I'm back. And he he leaves, right? Yeah. The whole fucking time. And he's like, ooh, drink some blood, man. Yeah, have some of my fucking blood. It's all about blood with these motherfuckers. Yeah. 
Yeah, it makes you think that it was almost written by a bunch of fucking backwoods hillbillies in the desert thousands it, it of years does, ago. It does make you wonder if it wasn't just a bunch of fucking booger eaters in the desert 2,000 years ago. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? All right, let's see what's next. Yo, what up? This is Joe Stevens. Um, living over here at 123 SMID Boulevard. So, Nate, you had mentioned when you listen to the Hellregal demo, and it is, it's just Hellregal. You know how they all, I know you guys like to think you're sophisticated. You know, I heard you say Hellregal. Um, you know, it's not really that complicated. But you said something about the boots that we wear, and I just kind of thought maybe you should just worry about other things, like, you know, what kind of boots do you wear, man? Because I'd like to know. Like, what? What shoes do you wear that are so sick that you're worried about what shoes other people wear? Uh, I just thought that was kind of, well, I won't say anything too gnarly because this was, you know what I mean, a big podcast and stuff. But it was kind of a G-A-Y if you just say that. Anyways, the, the bigger picture, though, uh, and you had mentioned this on your last podcast, is somebody got mad because you said Wigger Slam. And I've been noticing, like, that's a thing. You know, I like to say wigger. I think it's an appropriate word. And I think that it explains, you know, dumbass people that co-op other culture really well. And uh, I just want to say, look, shout out to Wigger Slam and Wiggers and the word wigger because I'm going to keep saying it. And I think you guys should, too. And I think people just need to accept it, embrace it, and... Honestly, I'm not saying a racial slur when I say wigger. You are by saying that I'm saying a, a racial slur. That's how I look at it. So for you to assume that it's a racist thing, I think maybe is indicative of you being a closet racist. So, hey, love the show, and uh, let's just keep the wigger thing going because I, I think it's important. All right, see y'all. All right, that was Joe Stevens from Hell Regal. Hell Regal, bringing it. One of my favorite people to yeah. talk to. Um, one of my favorite pictures that I ever captured was Joe in your Swiss shirt. Yeah, because Joe is a shorter man, and He's you are much a smaller. Than and me. you are a taller man, and and I'm bigger, like wider. Yes, everything. yes. It looked like a dress on him. Yes, he was in a like three XL Swiss shirt. Yeah. from the nineties. Truly looked like he was wearing a, a muumuu. Right. It was a bad look. Um, Joe called you out a little bit. <laughs> okay, to, to your question, I wear fucking zip-up size 14 Cochrane combat boots almost every goddamn day. Yep. I wear the most badass fucking boots ever made. <laughs> They're not coming off my feet yep. in any sort of emergency, mm -hmm. and they have stomped countless fucking faces and skulls in. That's true. Right? And occasionally I'll, I'll catch you in some classic black Adidas, too. Black Adidas Sambas. I yep. do not like my feet to look like race cars or spaceships or from the future. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to walk around like a colorful clown. <laughs> You've often described my shoes as looking like future shoes, yeah, or spaceship right. shoes. Right. I saw some fucking idiot in the grocery store not too long ago uh -huh. wearing what appeared to be like not sweatpants, but like the pants with the elastic cuffs and then the elastic waist, but are kind of they're yeah, kind joggers. of fashionable joggers, yeah, that look like they were made of rattan. <laughs> okay, yeah, like patio furniture, right? Yeah. And then he had similar shoes on, uh -huh. right? That were like this weird natural colored fabric, like woven shoe. Yeah. Slip on. And the heels were such that 
it looked like the the absolute back of the shoe, the heel of the shoe, mm-hmm. was probably three and a half inches or more behind the back of his foot. Right. Yes. And it 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 bloom. It looked like he was wearing <laughs> suction cups on his feet in profile. <laughs> yeah, tr- trunky sneakers are in. It's I got a couple pairs of trunky sneakers. You commented be, on them before. Got to be one of the dumbest, weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I and like. You know what? I like the trunky sneakers. When the shit look. hits the fan, uh-huh. the fucking classic zip up. Sure. Paratrooper boots. That's true. I can run in them. Yeah. I can kick in them. I can do all my fucking activities in them. That's true. Right? Yeah. Nothing I can't do. Not, nothing I can't do right. in my fucking boots. Right. There you go. So, Joe, thank you for the call. Thank you for uh, sending the demo in. Or one of you guys sent the demo in. I think I think, I think it was Joe. It yeah. Um, oh, and also, just since we're talking about them right now, thanks for becoming a Patreon donor. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking dope. The fact that you're giving us five bucks a month that you deign to give us your money every month. I'm, After we besmirched your band. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honored, frankly. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. I think we got uh, one more phone call to get to. Let's see what it is. It won't top that last one, but we'll give it a shot either way. What's up? It's Matt Loudon. Second time, long time. Listen, I heard motherfuckers really ain't out here caping up for Wigger Slam. What's wrong with you? You peeing sitting down and reading marks again? Listen, I want to give a shout out to all my girls at Eden's on Speedway. They're showing me their butts and their pussies and their assholes. I love you so much. Well, one of you should finally answer my phone calls. Great. This tracksuit shit is funny, man. You look like my little niece. Love you. I really like the phrase, showing me the pussy, showing me the butts, showing me the assholes. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. I that, don't know who I don't know who that actually that was. was. Uh, did it say Matt Loudon? Oh, that was Matt Loudon. Oh, yeah. Okay, Matt Loudon calling in a, a second time. All right, cool. Okay. This time caping up for Wigger Slam. Yeah. Last time he called in uh, about uh, being berated on the Facebook group for not reading Marks. It seems like we're really low-key fanning the Wigger fires. We are. Thank right. God. Right. I'm finally doing my fucking, like, I'm like doing my, the, uh, good de- my good deed. Like the Australian bushfires, Wiggers are just going to rage across this country. That's right. Well, years ago, Dusty dubbed me the Vintage Wigger. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I came into work one day when I worked at the tattoo shop, and he was like, damn, dude, you look like a member of Brand Nubian. And <laughs> he was like, you're kind of a vintage Wigger. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I am a little bit. Huh? All right. Kind of like I'm trying to be in a tribe called Quest yeah. in 1993, which is not a bad look. Not a bad look at all. So there you go. Um, I've been I've been fanning the wigger flame for a long time, and I'm just keeping it going now. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, we have a couple we have a couple new Patreon donors. I think let me let me open up the Gmail and see who we got who we got popping. So I already shouted out Joe Stevens. Um, I don't know if we actually have anybody new this week. Well, we got dude. We're up over 300 bucks, so we got to have some. We've uh, we've got uh, we've got Edgar with a Russian last name that I cannot pronounce. Edgar Bakti... Edgar Baktirov. Okay. Thank you, Edgar, very much for your very good donation to podcast. I hope that when a $5 find its way from Russia to podcast of patreon.com slash demo listen podcast, we use money to listen to for hardcore and make loud sound on radio to rock on forever. Thank you, my guy. You're a very cool guy, Edgar. Well, Edgar, without all the mockery <laughs> of your name and heritage, I will send you sincere and genuine thanks. 
<laughs> that is a real role reversal there. Um, yeah, no, honestly, Edgar, shout out. Thank you very much. Um, I'm Romanian, so I am seen as the laughing stock of the Eastern Bloc. Not quite Western European, not quite Eastern European. <laughs> and in this corner, the laughing stock of the Eastern Bloc, the Romanians. It's true. I, I'm. It's like you know, we're we're true. We're not Slavic enough for the Slavs, but we're not fucking. We're too Slavic for the fucking like Italians. You're not Roman enough for the Romans. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, our language is a, a Romance language, but we have a lot of Slavic uh, slang and Slavic vocabulary. Yeah. Um, we're truly the bastard child gypsies of the of horse the, fucking of nomads. <laughs> we we are indeed. Yes. Um, my. Uh, my great grandma admonished my mother when she was prepared to marry my father, saying that you never marry a Romanian man, and uh, she was right because I got divorced. No. <laughs> so, so, so there you go. Okay. So I think that's all of our new patreons. I think so, one of the things that boosted our number up to over three hundred is the fact that at the end of the month, sometimes people's cards like don't charge through, I so then you. it'll underreport what we have, or sometimes it so they have to try. Patreon will glitch out sometimes and have to recharge somebody's card. There's all well, sorts of shit, right? If we miss you, give us hell. Yeah, for sure. But and, uh, we up we are now over our three hundred dollar goal. And as I said, we're gonna do logarithmic increases. That's right. So our next goal is three thousand. <laughs> an right. order of magnitude higher. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. So no, so we'll set we'll set a new goal. Um, the goal for this one was essentially to fund a new computer and uh, next month I will be getting one. I just the, the computers that I'm looking at to get something refurbished um, and current enough that it actually supports present fucking software and updates and shit is around the eight hundred dollar mark. So I'm gonna give it one more month of donations and we'll be up around, you know, we'll have enough in the bank that I can can throw 800 bucks at a computer thank you guys sincerely for your donations on that front that's fucking awesome um because you know that literally i would just be having to pull out of my own pocket to pay for a fucking computer if it weren't for that so that's really fucking cool genuinely um yeah, yeah so, and it's a big limitation for us too yeah exactly so and then the next the next goal i think is just to get a uh get an interface so that we can stop fucking running a very rudimentary setup with recording and we can actually support like four mics if we want to have some fucking guests and shit um yeah so the the next goal will essentially be at this point everything that we're spending money on is to give back to bands that submit stuff so that we can pay for records um that we feature on the show pay for you know uh our our monthly dues to the podcast god so that we can host our podcast and all of the gear that we need to basically make the front of house shit uh you know, as efficient as possible and have shit sounding as good as it possibly can. So thank you guys to everybody who submits to the Patreon. We're going to record another uh, another episode this weekend and a new Patreon episode. I think we're going to be talking about uh, the band Deep Wound. Nate had the idea to do sort of a musical family tree thing where we essentially take a band and then listen to and discuss all the bands that spawn from it. With Deep Wound, that's a big fucking family yeah, tree. Yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to be sampling things. We definitely right. can't do a, a an exhaustive sure. uh, look at all of the projects right. but um it's interesting to see the connected the connectivity right yeah in, exactly in, in you know different bands for sure and I, I like that idea a lot um i think deep wound is a good place to start because it spawned two of the most important indie rock bands of all time dinosaur jr and sebado and then you had a lot of shit that came off of, of of those two projects as well um i mean and deep wound is just a really 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 good fucking hardcore band if you're a younger listener and you're not familiar with them first wave boston hardcore 
really, really good stuff, sometimes overshadowed by other stuff that was going on in Boston at the time, but Deep Wound is well worth checking out. A pretty small output overall, but really, really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and if you don't donate to the Patreon, if you do at $5 and up, uh, you get access to all of the Patreon episodes. So that's everything new that's coming out and everything that we have done before. So if the uh, musical family tree and fucking Deep Wound and all that sounds interesting to you, throw us five bucks at patreon.com slash demo listen podcast and you get access to it. Um, if you want to send music to us, go ahead and hit us at demo listen podcast at gmail.com or you can, uh, there, if you're on Facebook, check out the demo listen podcast Facebook group. There is a dedicated thread with uh, uh, you know where you could submit new bands if it's a year or less old we'll throw it in the queue at some point hopefully get around to it and then if you want to give us a call you can hit us up at 260-222-8341 thank you for listening and we'll holler at you next time